Jason, downtown Lee Summit is the heart of our city. And right in the middle of all that action is Julia E. Hampton, CPA PC, serving all the residents and businesses throughout our city. Julia and her team give us a full service company for your tax and accounting needs. How full? How full, you ask? Let me tell you how full. Individual tax preparation, corporations, payroll taxes, partnerships, trusts, payroll, bookkeeping services, consulting for your tax issues, dealing with back taxes and cleaning up issues with the IRS. Julia and her team have the skills and the expertise to be your partner in business. They've been in business for 16 years now, so let them show you what their business experience and a personal touch can do for your bottom line. Contact Julia today at julia at hamptoncpa.net. I'll hail the queen! Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I'm joined by a man who I had to dissuade from making this episode entirely about the methodology for calculating license taxes. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. I like to calculate. Calculate is my middle name. <laughs> Nick Calculate Parker. <laughs> Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that one. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And today's unofficial sponsor are short sleeve shirts. Nick, it's finally, like spring out there. Finally, consistent spring weather. It's nice, except for one thing my Royals. Oh, they are bad, man. They are bad. They have not earned short sleeve weather. They are they are closing in on the Buddy Bell corollary, which is, <laughs> as you may remember from his time with the Royals, when we were super bad, he once said something about, he's like, is this the worst we can get? And he said, never assume it can't get worse. <laughs> well, look, for those of us that have stuck it out and been here a long time, we all know. We all know. Hey, let's make a couple notes. There's some cool events coming up here soon. The first one I want to talk about is it's time for another blood drive for the city, community blood drive. A little twist this time around for Monday, coming Monday's blood drive. It's the battle for blood. Which that sounds, Jason, a little, little way, weird. way creepier than it actually is. But it's not. Instead, it's a little competition, some friendly competition between the Lee Summit Fire Department and Lee Summit Police Department. So when you go donate, the vote for your favorite. Are you team police or team fire? Let's see who has bragging rights. I'm glad because you could have gone a whole fire? different direction. Are you team fire? I'm, I'm team first responder. Oh, that's so weak i know sauce hey i refuse to suck up to either of them or i'm sucking up to both i can't remember which but it doesn't matter look i'm pretty sure that my brother-in-law could crush me with his thumb so i'm going team fire i think i think family ties are strong and and apparently blood thicker than water so <laughs> there we go what uh, else is coming up saturday this saturday at in howard station park from two to four uh some lee summit we're going to say that again. Some Lee Summit North students will be presenting and giving some walking history tours on Lee Summit history. Uh, it's history in the park is what they're calling it. Uh, the walking tours are available for $10. All proceeds are going to go to the benefit of the Historical Society and the museum. Uh, and it's also sponsored by uh, Downtown Lee Summit in part of their Celebrate Preservation Month in May. 
So you should go to the park, Howard Station Park, from 2 to 4 on Saturday. And if you don't know, Howard Station Park, that's where the train's at. And as a bonus, they will not take any of your blood if you go. Or maybe they will. That's a different and darker part of these summit history. <laughs> Jason, I'm excited about today's episode. I am ready to continue a discussion. We started last week about youth and mental health. We had Carrie Gray from Rediscover on last week. She kind of teed this up. She previewed it a little bit. We've got a panel discussion. But before we get to the good stuff, Jason. Soap opera time. <sighs> I'm excited. No, I'm not. So I guess they're uh, working on another episode? Another episode. We'll see how this one goes. On the consent agenda on Thursday is... Calculating taxes? Uh, it, no, that's not on the consent agenda. That's later. And that's the part you're going to be excited about. I'm excited about to see uh, county, council committee assignments were put forth uh, by pro tem, Mayor Pro Tem Beto Lopez. Uh, they are published now as part of the agenda. Um, this is something that is that happens as part of the process. It's going to get voted on. There's one item I think that's worth paying attention to. If, if you remember the conversations we had last fall uh, about the finance committee, there was a vote at council that forced Fred DeMauro to go from an alternate position to a uh, full position on the finance and budget committee. Uh, and the stated rationale at the time was that it's important to have a member from each district on the committee. And in this appointment, there are, there are no members from district one assigned to that finance and budget committee. So it'll be interesting from district three and two from district three. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out or if there's any commentary or attempts to make any changes to that as we go through. So just put that out there, something you may watch. It may pass through the consent agenda with nary a peep, or it may be something that gets a little further discussion as it goes along. But we're not going to dwell on that because we'll have time to dwell on it next week. So let's go to our actual thing. It's fine. We'll take a short break here from one of our sponsors, Jason. I got to pay for this thing somehow. But we're going to come back. We, we are going to have a discussion with a group of students from Kristen Pearson's Allied Health class at Summit Tech Academy talking about being a teen in 2018. Um, this serves as a kickoff for a survey that, that the Community Task Force is putting out, a survey of youth um, that's available at the Link to Lee Summit website, at Lisa McCare's website. Check it out if you have if you're a parent and you have kids in your house, we encourage you to invite them to participate. We all want uh, a better perspective on the issues our youth are facing and how they're handling those issues. Today's episode is brought to you by Stewie McBrews, where you're always reminded to never eat more than you can lift. You know some of my favorite food to lift is? Wings. Wings. Tacos. Tacos. Nachos, spicy balls. I'm not supposed to eat the spicy balls, but I love them. And so every time someone orders an appetizer of those, I always steal some and I feel bad because I'm not supposed to eat the cheese, but man, they're good. And their wings, you get like a thousand flavors. You got tacos of all sort. What else do you need? I got like a little standard option. Yeah. I kind of get the same things, wings, nachos. I'll eat everything else, but I'm almost always ordering wings. Yeah. Bacon I, and cheese, please. 
that's the ones I want. I, I, you know, I, a lot of places I'm going, I'll get like the same thing almost every time I go. Here, I'm always mixing it up with the, the type of wing or whatever thing I'm going with it. It's a fabulous place. It's located perfectly in the heart of downtown Lee Summit, right there, 321 Southeast Main Street. You can get there, park right nearby, you can get your stuff, you can go wander about, have a good old time. Come to Stewie's, heart of downtown Lee Summit. We're here with the Ally in Health class at Summit Tech Academy. Uh, we have in front of us a panel of, I'm going to count correctly, seven lovely students uh, headed by Kristen Pearson, yeah. uh, who is the teacher of the Ally in Health class. Kristen, how are you today? I'm good, thank good. you. Good. And I, what I would like you to do, and then I'm going to get you off of the microphone so that we don't have to hear from you anymore because you're not the interesting one to us this time, <laughs> is to tell us a little bit about the class and the, uh, the work that you have done over the last year that kind of led you to us. This class is comprised of juniors and seniors from 30 different schools we pull from. They are here to actually learn about allied health, just an understanding of different medicines, different professions that they can go into their allied health, whether it's physical therapy, psychology, occupational therapy, anything that's not a nurse or a doctor. So we look at all the people that support those nurse and doctor roles. Um, first semester they do a medical terminology and they do look at healthcare sciences, so they look at all the different healthcare careers that pertain to allied health. Second semester they actually get to go out and to shadow different facilities and see what that job actually looks like in real time and with a trained professional. Um, this other part of second semester is we put in some project-based learning and that was coming up with some projects that I think are um, beneficial to the students and beneficial to what they're actually going through right now. Um, the mental health piece that we have that I implemented came out of just a lot of the um, things that were going on in our local schools this year um, with several suicides. So it is, um, this group was tasked with creating a support group, a student to student support group to actually try to implement in their schools. All right, so with that, um, we're going to uh, go by and I'm going to ask all of our students, uh, we're going to start here and I'm going to create a visual picture because we're on a podcast and that makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm going to start with from my left, um, just have you give your first name and, and what your base school is. Obviously you are all students at Summit Tech Academy, so let's assume that for a minute, but just to get a sample of where you're all from uh, and, then, and then we'll dive into our questions. So we'll begin here on the left. My name's Jenna and I go to Raytown High. Um, my name's Sarah, and I go to Raymore Peculiar. My name is Lauren, and I go to Center Place Restoration School. I'm Sophie, and I go to Lee Summit West. I'm Jordan, and I go to Blue Springs South. I'm Yvette, and I go to Raytown South. I'm Nate, and I go to Lee Summit West. The lone male member of my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, you know, I don't know whether to be proud of him or worried. Hey, look, this, <laughs> in my theory is we're just going to re we're, we're doing our stuff right here to help rebalance the universe, right? Right. Smash the patriarchy and all that good stuff. Right? <laughs> all right, so Before we get Jason on his soapbox, we'll actually get down to, yeah. to get, you guys. Stop politics and get to work. All right. Um, so you, you get to go. Well, I first met you guys as a part of our community task force. You came and presented the results of your study. Um, we were very impressed. And as we worked to come up with, with our, we're calling it being a teen in 2018, is our official 
questionnaire that we're going to send out to, to students throughout. Great way to start is with a group, you're this group who's already done a lot of the work. So what we want to do is we want to we want to start with you. I want to hear not only your personal perspectives on some questions we're going to ask, but I'm hoping that some of you will also offer the perspectives of, of the results you garnered from from your your questionnaire. So I'm going to start. I'm going to pick on um, who we're going to pick on first. Let's pick on Lauren, I think, was the one I was told. Uh, yeah, we're picking you have to actually grab a mic she, she was the one that tried to tell other people they had to go first. <laughs> right. Um, if we do anything well on this show, it's punish others. Okay. So, <laughs> mostly by having to listen to us. Mostly by having to listen to us. So I'm going to ask you first. I'm going to grab my sheet that has the actual questions. When we were young, I'm going to throw this out for you, Carrie. When we were young, the great Will Smith, also known as the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, had a great song, Parents Just Don't Understand. So let's start with that. What are three things you wish that we, the old, the old poops, as your parents, what are the three things you wish we knew about being a teen that are hard for you? We have our first and keep in mind, if, you, if any of these things that come from the survey or from your personal experience, all fine. And if anybody else has to jump in to help Warren, who's over here looking at us like we've asked her to perform <laughs> differential calculus. Uh, actually, she might be more ready for that than this question, so, as a whole, so. I'm, gonna, I'm actually gonna point, I think Sarah has an answer. All right, she's holding the microphone when she does. <laughs> I, yes, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can I just say one thing and somebody else try Absolutely, start with Actually, yeah, start with Okay. Um, I think one thing that's definitely different is that technology plays a big role in how we can connect with other kids or even adults. What is it that we don't get about that? I mean, it, like, like, I remember when phones were tethered to a wall with a cord. <laughs> so, so what is it that maybe me as a dad doesn't get about technology in your lives? Did did you guys ask technology in? Did you ask about technology in your in your questionnaire? Was that one of your questions? Did you see a lot of those responses as you went through uh, about technology? Not not really. No. Okay. Is that something? Is that something that that, that you talk about? Say because because you go to your peers, and when you're complaining about about a teacher or a parent or a coach doesn't get, is that a topic? I mean, I'll, I'll go this. Uh, I have now a 15-year-old son, uh, and like that—that that is the single greatest weapon that we have in our arsenal for things to get motivate is, is the telephone, right? Like, give me the give me the screen, and and you would think I were pulling out a kidney um, a lot of times when they did that. So, what is it about the technology, about the use of it? Um, the integration you guys have with it that we certainly didn't because literally like our big tech upgrade was to buy like a 25 foot stretchy phone cord that could go from the wall to wherever we wanted to sit to talk on the phone. Um, God, Lord, I am dating myself on <laughs> uh, Anyway, what is it about that? Um, that Jordan, what do you, what, I mean, how about, how is that integration, how is that something that you feel like that you're missing in communication with adults? I think it's just like, it's easier like to talk to people and you guys didn't really like talk to people over social media. So it's easier for people to like bully other people online and get to people easier because you should just go to school and then be come home and you didn't really have to worry about those other people. And uh, my birth mom, she's like, 
36. She said she never had problems with like ever being bullied because I mean she didn't really have like all the technology we have at home. So it wasn't like easily accessible for somebody to do that to her. And um, she like had like a lot of problems. Like she was pregnant in high school and she only got like talked about when she was at school. But when she got at home, she was like fine and she never had any problems. And so you, and you're saying then that when you guys get home, if you're having those problems, they don't disappear. They right. keep coming. Right. Because they can get at you through yeah. Twitter and what, what. They can send you like an instant message like over um, Instagram, even if they don't have like your phone number. Like you could just call people like back then, but now you can be like, they don't even have to have your phone number to like get at you or talk to you negative negatively. They can follow you home basically through social media. Yeah, when we were kids, only the rich people could even do group <laughs> calling, so. <laughs> Sophie, you, you grabbed the mic. Like um, kind of going off of that, I think it's also really hard through social media and even texting to tell somebody's tone. It's really easy to take something the wrong way somebody can say something and not mean anything of it and you can get offended by it or take it completely the wrong way. I think it's really easy for that to happen with social media and texting. As always, context is important. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think you bring up a good point that, that when you're sending a text or you're posting on, on a social media, you don't always know, know the context, know what they're, what they're not saying behind the words. Absolutely. Sarah, did you have something you wanted to add? Um, I feel like social media also adds a lot of pressure because I hate to say it, but most people on social media, it seems that everyone else is, looks perfect. And so, cause it's just pictures. It's a still photo that you can't tell what they're actually doing. You, so it looks a lot better than it may have been. And it's harder for students to, um, it kind of kills the self-esteem because they're like, oh, everyone else is so perfect, and I'm not. So let me ask this question then. In your minds and perspective, and, and I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to go Janet, because you haven't said anything yet, and mm. I'll make sure I pick on everybody. <laughs> is social media real? Is, are the pictures that are posted on those, are, are, do you look at those as a, as a real thing based on what she just said? Honestly, I don't, because like today you can filter anything out so if like you have any imperfections you can just like take it out by a quick erase button saying that like I don't have any of these ugly marks like I don't think it's real because everybody like puts their fake face on. Is there pressure to do that? Yeah. To appear fake? Yeah. I guess even if you want to put the real you out there you're or, and, and you feel the pressure then to present the perfect image. Yeah. Okay. For that, sure. That that is all right. So let's let's take that. Um, when you have that challenge, when you're faced with a challenge like this pressure to put out the perfect image, and, and I'm gonna slide over to Yvette here um, because once again we haven't picked on you yet. Uh, Yvette, what are what do you try to do when you feel that pressure? When you feel that uh, whether it's a projection, a, a perfect social image, or any other of the pressures or problems that you face. How do you try to respond? I like to just not be on social media because I feel like on social media, whenever um, somebody posts something, you're like, oh, I can't do that. And you try to like top it. It's like kind of just like trying to be better than everybody else. Like, oh, I do this. And like, oh, I do that. 
And so what I like doing, I just don't like being on social media. I don't like seeing that. So whenever something bothers me, I just put my phone away and just do something that's productive. And so what do you, how do you, what productive things do you choose to do instead of being on social media? I like hang out with friends. I also play soccer. So I can just go play soccer and like soccer games just last like two hours. So I just disconnect for those two hours. So short version is when you're tired of social media, you just go kick something. <laughs> I, I think that's a fair response, although I don't think that worked as well for me when I was a sweat. I just go in on the kick stuff. Right, right. Well, I want to go back to your, to your, your first answer, and Nate, we're going to pick on you now. Is it a hard choice to not be on social media? I mean, everything we do seems to be somehow digitally connected to everything else. So is that, is that a tough choice to make? Uh, I mean, I don't really think it's a hard choice to be on social media. I think everybody just does it because everybody else is doing it. So it's just kind of like a following thing, like you follow other people. I feel like if like, some people believe like, if you're not on social media, you're missing out on things on social media. Cause some people will be talking about like a certain video or a certain picture they saw and they'll be like, oh, did you see that? And you're like, oh, no, I didn't, I'm missing out. I feel like I should be doing what you're doing, like following, just like he said. What is the, I guess, what is the, the main way that teens today communicate with each other? Is it through social media? Is it through apps on your devices? Is it texting? Is it a mix? I definitely use Snapchat a lot more than my text message. I mean, you can text over Snapchat, you can send pictures over Snapchat, you can do a lot more like easily on Snapchat than you can like through text message. So I use like Snapchat a lot to talk to my friends. I got I got a bit here. So I, I did a really good job of keeping up with social media trends until Snapchat, and then that one that's the one that got me. That's the one I'm too dumb to use. I'm too old to use. To <laughs> use so. No, it's true. It's just the one I tried. I tried so hard to be like I won't say hip, but at least aware of what's going on. And you guys lost me at Snapchat. To me, so. it's the same thing as video games. When I got has two buttons, I'm done. <laughs> so if, if that pointed out, I think an interesting, uh, and I'm not going to pick back on you, that I'm just going to take your example and then pick on someone else. So very nice of me, right? Uh, that what you choose to do when you have that problem is to sort of log off, uh, to in a way remove yourself from the social situation. That doesn't always work, right? I mean, for various reasons. So when you need support, uh, and, and Sarah, I'm going to come to you on this one. Uh, when you need support, who do you first think to go to for that support? Um, I personally, I go to like my best friend because he always makes me like, he always can calm me down about situations like that because I do have an experience with, I have one, of, one friend, I love her so much, but everything she posts on social media makes me so jealous because it just seems like it's perfect and so I always get kind of worked up about it and my best friend is able to, he kind of says, just put the phone down and we're gonna just hang out, me and you, and it'll be fine. I'm, I'm gonna ask, ask the, the standard old person question here that I think, parents are probably always thinking this, how much time a day are you spending with the device in your hand? And look, I, I'm gonna be honest and say I spend way too much time flipping through it. Some of it is it's part of my work, but but also, how much, I mean, how often are you, do you have that thing in your hand? 
Is it all day? Is it every day? I mean, I mean, it's pretty much all day. It's like a habit for me. Like, if I'm not doing something, like my phone's in my hand and I'm like scrolling through Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Like, I'll just pick it up. It's not even like I think about it. It just happens. So it's in my hand a lot. So do you think that that level of input uh, is uh, helpful or harmful, or, or does it does it depend? Or I'll follow up with you on this one. So. Um, I'm not really sure. I think it like looking through all that could be like damaging to the mind. Like it's like you're seeing all these like perfect people because like you can follow celebrities now on Instagram, Twitter, and they post like obviously the most perfect pictures. Like I know Kanye did not have a good day yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but like you'll see all these like Instagram models and stuff. So I think it can be like damaging to one's like psyche, but. Um, I definitely shouldn't do it as much as I do <laughs> because uh, I definitely should doing, be doing something more productive like that, but I have a problem putting my phone down. So here's our lesson so far. When in doubt, kick some. <laughs> a soccer ball. Okay. okay. Not just anything. A uh, soccer ball. Uh, why you have to ruin my, my good message? <laughs> why you have to ruin it? Well, I wanna, um, I'm going to build off of Sarah's answer. You said you go to your best friend. So I'm going to ask this question um, once again from an old person perspective. Um, how many of you, the seven, you can do this by show of hands, which is great radio, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> how many of you is the first person you think to go to when you're having stress or upset about whatever issue, whether it's a social media issue or, or that, how, at, at your ages, how many of you, the first person you want to go to is one of your parents? Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to point out who, which ones you are, <laughs> um, but two of seven um, did that. So as a whole, this is something you go to your friends. So let's let's ask the question of one of you who chose not to, and and I don't mean this in a any sort of remotely resembling. And Nate will go to you, um, since you were not one of the ones who did that. Uh, why? What is it about uh, your peers, who I'm assuming would be the group of from which you would you would approach, is why do you go there first? And and this is more of an I want you to explain this so that. We understand because parents think we can solve all your problems uh, because that's the feeling we're supposed to have. But obviously, you're finding you need something from someone else. So, what what are you getting from reaching out to your peers, your friends first? Uh, I think he like whenever I hang out with my friends, it's easier to talk to them. And um, like if you talk to a parent, it comes becomes kind of more surreal, and like they can actually do something to help you and you're not just talking like, to your friend anymore. You're just, yeah. Let me ask this. Do you wish you could go to a parent? Or even a coach, a teacher? I, I could if I wanted to, but I just, I'd go to my friends. Is that a choice because it's easier, or is that a choice because maybe an adult doesn't have the right perspective to understand? Or is there fear? Uh, I feel like it's easier just to go to a friend because you're always around them and you're always just already talking to them like through social media and everything. So you're just always in contact with your friend and it's just easier to talk to someone that you already always talk to about everything. Well, let's, let's go, we'll, we'll ask another question. I'm gonna ask this and I'm gonna allow one of you to volunteer the answer and we'll edit out the space in the middle. So it doesn't sound so bad on the radio, even though I'm just telling you that's what we're doing. It's the magic of podcasting. 
exposed for anyone. All right, so other than social media pressures, what is another big uh, issue that come up? This last year, obviously here in We Summit, we had uh, suicide, death by suicide, we had uh, various and sorts of issues of these sort of big, flashy, make the news things. But those may not be the things that really impact your, your moment to moment existence. So other than the social media pressures um, and that integration, what, what's another big challenge that you guys face um, that you would like others, the, the adults to know about? I feel like it's popularity is a big thing because like you want to be the I feel like a lot of people want to be like that person that's like so popular that has so many friends that is like noticed like constantly and a lot of people like try to fit in with that image that social standard and they can't like they don't like necessarily fit the role so and then a lot of people look down upon them and say like like you don't fit in then that causes bullying too but I feel like a lot of students like try to like fit in and I mean like some don't like I'm not gonna exclude those out but a lot of people try to like say like I want to be the popular kid I want to fit in with everybody and then they don't how do I guess and we've, we've talked a little bit of with that from a social media perspective but but how are how are kids trying to sculpt that image then what are what are the things that they do to try to to try to fit a certain image of popularity, of perfection, if you will. I feel like, so I mean, they put it out on social media, so then, then they try to recreate that image for like school. So they come to school dressed nice every day, always has like the perfect like shoes, and always wanna like have like the best stuff. So and then they try to put that image out, making other students like say like, hey, I wanna be just like that. I wanna have that phone or that shoes. Like, so they try to put it out at school too. So I'll, I'll open this up past uh, Jennifer. This, what is all right? So what does that? How does that pressure as it sort of rolls downhill? Right, there's some idealized fit in. They, you know, many people have. There is that pressure to do that, whether you choose to follow it or not. How does that have? How does that impact your your self esteem and your your ability to to uh, feel good about yourselves? Sarah. Um, I think it's kind of like for me personally it's kind of hard because I sometimes I feel like I can't even ask teachers questions in class because we have popular kids in our class and they're the ones that get all of the focus even from the teachers not just from all of the kids like you can tell the different favoritism if depending on who they are and like at my school it's even with like dress code and stuff like there could be one of the most popular girls in school wearing something that is completely against dress code and I could wear the exact same outfit and I would get in trouble and she wouldn't. So how do you then manage that? Um, that I mean, that, that causes stress, I guess. We'll just start there as a simple thing, right? Um, if you wanna go back to the old, you know, just your, your like that's a rile that causes you stress. How do you manage that stress so that's different than the social media stress in a lot of ways because the social media stress kind of can haunt you and follow you around all the time. But this is something that happens really, I think it's very acute during during your day at school. How do you manage that those moments? And it's okay, I, and I'm gonna say this, let me, let me ask you first. How do you think you should manage those moments? Maybe not how you, uh, you don't have to tell on yourself. <laughs> um. 
And if anybody else wants to jump in here with ideas or thoughts in these moments of, when you have these moments of where that the, the drive to conform or the drive to reach this, this pinnacle at school um, backfires on you, how do you manage that? I wish that it was more of a thing where you could just tell yourself, well, I'm good enough for the friends that I have, but sometimes it's really hard to just say that and it ends up being more of like that's where like anorexia and bulimia come from is from kids who feel like they don't they can't look the same way as other kids at school so they try to starve themselves rather than feel comfortable in your questions that you asked did what perspective did you get about about what other students were were saying about how they responded to the pressures? What 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 did it seem like like the broader group was telling you? I know we had one person who just said, um, "I don't really do anything. I just keep it in and deal with it." Because they said their scars don't define them. <laughs> um, that it. They just deal with it like nobody can help them now, basically. What is what is your response to that, though? If a, if a friend were, were to tell you that, because we've already kind of established, I think, that you, you, you go to each other. So if your friend comes back to you and says, I'm just going to ignore it because I want to I have the, the fortitude to say it doesn't matter. Um, I think it's very sad that they would say that. I personally try to get my friends talking about it because I know what it feels like to just keep everything bottled inside and that's just like, it wasn't a good thing for me. Like, it made me like go crazy because I ended up thinking about it like every single day um, until I actually like went to somebody and talked about it. So I try to get my friends talking about it before they just bottle up inside because one day you're gonna bottle all of it up inside and you're just gonna explode and something bad might happen. As a, as a parent, and, and, and I'm gonna look over over at, at your teacher too. And, as a parent, as a teacher, as as an adult, that gets a little that makes me pause and a little frightened because our natural instinct is is that you would we could be the one to make make you talk to get you to open up. So I want to go back to the what is it that prevents us from understanding or maybe prevents you from going to that that adult whether it's a parent whether it's a teacher whether it's a coach it could be someone at your church but what is it, what is it that that maybe we should get that would make us more accessible and, and, and again I think it's because our perspective is we want we want to be accessible we want to be there to solve problems um. I will say I was one of the people that I go to my mom. My mom is the first person I go to whenever I have a problem because I think that a lot of times my mom sees it from the outside, whereas if I go to a friend, my friend's kind of on the same page as me, sees it from my perspective, or my mom has a completely different idea and can just kind of help me feel better. My brother, on the other hand, he, whenever my mom tries to talk to him, he completely shuts down. He doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to he just doesn't want to talk about it. And I think speaking, I remember I think when we did our presentation, um, somebody said that their biggest problem with talking to adults is that people feel like they don't understand. 
they they don't understand how we feel and the stress we have and I think that's a lot of the things that that causes kids to not want to talk to their parents it's because they just feel like they don't understand I'm definitely more afraid of being judged by my mom than by my peers because I feel like it's been what like 20 years since my mom's been to high school maybe more and I've, that <laughs> it feels like a long time but I just feel like she doesn't understand everything that happens now in schools like it's so much different than um, when she was in high school that I feel like she doesn't understand and uh, my peers understand me way more because they're going through the exact same things or they know what's going on more than my parents would because they're at home and we're you know at school like half like half the day more than half the day so we spend more time with our peers than we do our parents actually lord wants to chime in and then i'm going to follow okay. up um just adding on to that i think a lot of the reason why we like to get our peers more than our parents is because of the relationships we have with our parents they may not be as strong like i love my parents they support me with everything but I don't have an open relationship where I can talk about anything that I need to. Like, if I'm having a bad day at school, I don't talk to them about it. And I would like to talk to some of my friends too, but a lot of the times the problems come from them, so it's hard to talk to anyone. I, I wanna actually follow that. Is there, are there adults, um, and, and I'm gonna open this to all seven of you here, are there adults that aren't your parents, perhaps, that you, um, there are spaces in which you feel like you can be more um, open with them because if you, I certainly can understand the, you know, uh, the the idea that your parents, uh, well, they don't get what you're going through specifically because you know they had to go back in the dinosaur age when we only had some recorded phones, or look, that's me, so I'm, you know, it's fine. Um, or they, you know, they are under these social without the, the different pressures from the different things. What, who are some adults that you may be able to, or situations with adults where you may be able to have that, that level of openness or disclosure? Does anybody have any situations like that or adults that they can, they can go to um, without the extra baggage of maybe being mom or dad? Um, my soccer coach, I would honestly go to her more than anybody. But I think it's because she's younger and I also spent a lot of time with her. And I just had that trust with her and I would always confront her about it. So like I had conflict with another girl on the team and You didn't just kick her? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good so See there goes my theory, I guess. There goes. And so she's the person I told and you know, I trusted her and she fixed it and everything is fine now. Um, I have two adults that I go to. They're it they count as one because they're sisters. But I feel like I go to them more because I've kind they go to my church with me and I've kind of grown this relationship with them. So I go to their house and eat dinner with their family like once every week. And I'm close with the, their parents and their kids. And so I feel like because of that relationship, because of how comfortable I am with them, I'm able to talk to them more about my problems. So having those resources, a coach, outside adults, um, do you find that that is something that you, you use? I mean, obviously you went to your soccer coach because you're having an issue with a soccer player, but do you feel like you maybe could take a, a non-soccer team problem to that coach? I had um, 
previous family issues and she was the first person I talked to because I knew she would help me and I think talking to her she knew how that it was something personal and private and she kept it to herself and she didn't tell everybody I'm going to uh, actually bring in another student because I want to make things more confusing um, really this is I never want to turn away from someone who raises their hand. I think that's 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 why we that's the best part about school. So Lucas heard some of your responses during this and he wanted to chime in a little bit on the the why parents stink. <laughs> and, and why you guys don't want to go I, out of I actually know Lucas and his parents, so I I am gonna dodge their chair. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you know Jason, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. So so what is what what response do you have based on the conversation we're having about about parents and why it's hard to go to them? Well, um, I'm not exactly one who um, is afraid of going to my parents when I have issues. Uh, I normally go to them first, but um, the reason I can understand why some people would go to um, like their peers or um, some other friend that they you know instead of like um, going to their parents first would probably be because. Um, well, like we mentioned earlier, they um, don't understand. But the thing is, by not um, by not uh, talking to them about the situation, they're still being left in the dark about it and are being further thrown into not understanding the subject matter. So by avoiding them, we're just uh, conti continuing to. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't Keep us dumb is what you're trying to say. It's yeah. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. Well, okay, I'm gonna throw back then at the, at the panel based on that, that response, and thank you for chiming in. Yeah. Um, do you have a, do you feel an obligation that maybe you should fill us in more? I mean, what do you think about, about what he just said that, that not talking to us keeps us in the dark. Because now I'm doing the parent. Lauren, then I want you to feel so guilty for not talking to us. No, come on. There are many things to feel guilty about, but not talking to your parents. Well, you <laughs> okay, um, I actually, uh, about a month ago now, I went to dinner with my parents, and um, I mean, senior year, graduation, a lot of things, a lot of pressure going on, and I'm feeling really stressed and like not myself, like super happy one day, like super sad and angry about just random stuff a lot of the time. So I, um, I actually talked to my parents, and I'm really bad at speaking, so if I sound really nervous right now, it's because I am, but, <laughs> um, but I just wrote them a message um, and just said that I felt like I needed counseling, that that would be something, not because I think I have any like mental problems, but to, like help me understand my feelings and to process things better that way like I can deal with like certain situations a lot better than how I handle them now okay. so let me let me ask a, a broader question but I think it follows right on what you're saying what's a good response what kind of a response that you could get from your parents um, since they're the adults you see the most often generally is a good response what what is a good response we I think a lot of times it feel like we have this trepidation like they don't understand or or perhaps they're gonna bring in this you know the, the, the dictatorial parent thing or you know there's punishment involved or what have you what's a what's a good response when you want to if you're gonna open up to one of your parents about 
these problems or these stressors that you have or your needs. Maybe you feel like you need an outside help. Um, but what's the right kind of a response? Um, I feel like I don't really want, I wouldn't really want my, my parents to like answer me. I kind of just want them to be there and listen and just kind of like support me if I'm dealing with something that I'm struggling with on my own. I don't, because I'm always afraid that they're going to say something like, oh, well, you're just overreacting. So I don't, that's why most of the time I won't bring something to them. And if they were there just to listen and not say anything, it would, I would go to them more. I would, um, if my parents would take a second before they like said something and like look at it from my point of view instead of an adult point of view, I think that would be uh, way better for our relationship overall because I think they look at it from their adult view and like how they would handle it as an adult and not as like a teenager. So we should shut up more. <laughs> it really wasn't saying. No, actually, this is fine. That's no, that's a, that's a good thing. I think that's a, that's a good answer, and I think it's it's a good reminder to us to not instantly flip that switch into oh, I get it now, let's fix it. It's sometimes you just want us to sit there and listen. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I had to recently list my flaws, and one of them was doesn't know when to shut up. So I, I get it. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I vouch for that. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I doesn't you, know. you identified that flaw. That's like half the theme of the podcast. So, <laughs> all right, so we're going to, uh, I'm going to switch um, to the other side here. So we, we've talked about stressors and, and how we sort of address them and what have you. So let's go to the other side. And what makes you... Uh, what do you do to feel good as opposed to how do you avoid feeling bad, which is kind of where we focused um, a lot. What do you do to feel good? Sophie, you haven't said anything for like a minute and a half, so we're going to make you talk. Um, I think when I need to feel good, one of the biggest things I do is just hang out with my family or friends. Just to be around somebody who kind of understands is always helps, always makes me feel better. And now we know Yvette likes to kick stuff. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to go to her because I'm a little scared. Well, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm a fan. So she's got my favorite answer for her. Naked, though. Naked. Naked. talk. What was the question? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, we're going to need to see you after class. Uh, the question was, what do you do to feel good, um, to affirmatively do something to make yourself feel better? Honestly, I go hang out with my friends and we'll just go mess around and find something to do, go out to eat, just uh, find something entertaining to do and to get my mind off of it. Other answers? These are important things, so. If I can, I try to like sit down with my family and like maybe play a card game or sometimes we'll like go out to the movies together or I definitely hang out with my cousin a lot and we'll like just get in the car and go for a drive and blare music, just yell, scream the lyrics and um, just have a good time. Or I just like, if I like want to be by myself, I'll just like sit down in my room or like at the table and paint something maybe. Um, Jordan just answered part of mine. I, I paint a lot because it reminds me of my, my grandpa and that kind of helps me calm down and I'll hang out with my friends. But a big part of like, I don't, it's kind of weird to feel better when I come here in the mornings this group of kids because we've grown really close because we spend two hours together every day and Miss Pearson always she told us at the beginning of the year we were going to be 
a big family, and we are, and it's big, like. You just made her I think you made her throw yeah. a shoulder out patting herself on the yeah. back. So <laughs> you, you did a good job. So there, so now you made Ms. Pearson feel better and cry all at the same time. So awesome. But I like I I come in here and you they instantly can tell when something's wrong. She knows when something is wrong and they are just able to kinda make me laugh whenever I'm upset. I definitely did need this class. I this class is my favorite class. If I, I would rather come here than go to my home school, because I do feel welcomed by every single person in this room, and I do consider everybody in this room a friend. And um, at my home school, I can walk into a classroom, not know half the people, and not feel welcomed by half those people. But every day I come here, I I love it. I'd rather be here all day, in my opinion. Um, and I don't know, everybody's just so welcoming and so nice. Like, there was no judgment from day one, and they just sat there and got to know you. Lauren, did you have something you wanted to add? I, I saw you grab the mic. But well, let me, you each kind of <laughs> said, said something about you like to go hang out with your friends. A couple of you said you like to paint. You like, let me ask this question. What do you do, not only what do you do, but how important is it to have something that makes you feel good, that makes you feel good about who you are, but to be able to do it alone. When you're at home or and, and no one else is around, is it important to have something like, say, painting or you know, art? Is it important to have something that you can do by yourself to make you feel good? Silence. Good question. <laughs> oh, good question. Now, Lauren. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's important to have something that you can do by yourself. That way you can get away from everything and really process what's been going on like throughout the day. Like sometimes I like to go running if the weather permits me to or um, sorry, <laughs> or um, like even going on some trail into the woods to, you know, leave my phone behind and just really get away from all those other stresses and problems. I think we're going we're gonna to kind of start wrapping things up, but I want to ask this question. I just came to you, we just came to you with questions of, of trying to understand. What, what, are there questions that I should have asked? Are there, are there questions that, that, that we should be asking you to better understand? Or do we just need to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> and that is an acceptable answer. Boy, I'm gonna say that means we're perfect and we also <laughs> pass this class. All right, go ahead. Well, this I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm so. gonna turn around, actually, because there are, can't see that far back. Some number of other There are, are seven other students at the back of this class, and Lucas already butted in because he said, I'm tired of being quiet. <laughs> to you guys, is there something else? Is there anything you want to add? Is there anything we should have asked that we can do better at? Okay, Lucas is the only one who felt left out. That's good. Well, or maybe the only one who like had the strong opinion. Jordan, did you have something, or are you just standing there? Right, we're gonna let it. She's patient. All right. Well, I want to say thank you guys. Oh, oh, wait, oh we, we do. do. We do have one. Well, come on down here, and, and we we can't hear you if you're not on the microphone, so you have to do that for us. Grab, grab Jenna's mic. And give us your first name, and then tell us tell us what we got wrong. All right. Uh, my name is Trey, and I go to Lisa North High School. Uh. So you were talking about like bullying and judgmentals, or judge, judge, 
getting judged and all that stuff. <laughs> and so, by the way, I'm really nervous because I hate speaking to public. So anyway, this isn't public. This is just your yeah, friends. Yeah, <laughs> but still, like I get. But anyway, so like I was saying that all like you probably have heard the tragedies at our school that have happened, and uh, I think a big issue of that is uh, just not coming to speak to people because they're fearing of being judged. And so that's why I personally, for my like for me, like I don't like to go speak to my parents because the first thing that they do, and they're tr- it's not like they try to do this, but like the first thing they do is come with a judgmental attitude instead of like just listening. And so that's kind of what I wanted to add into it. I appreciate that. No, and I think creating those judgment-free spaces is, is, is very important. So and that's a good reminder for us as parents <coughs> is to, again, Shut up and just listen, and th- and then and then get into problem solve mode. But wait until we've heard what you have to say. Well, thank you guys uh, for being brave enough, um, and even those who were extra brave to jump out of the audience and come in. Uh, to the others that weren't so brave, I'm going to suggest they get you know some kind of great knockdown. I'm going to obviously say they may be the smartest ones in the class. Oh, so, <laughs> so uh, but as a whole, thank you guys very much for taking time to talk with us, to share with us your personal experiences, as well as some of the stuff you've learned from your uh, your data collection throughout the uh, schools in the area. Thank you. Spring is coming. Everybody's getting ready to go outside. Time to grill. Time to sit around the patio. So, outside time! Outside time! Get your outdoor living spaces ready to go. Here's my suggestion. Go see my friends at Bunch of Blinds. Your outdoor living space, if it's even remotely enclosed, can be enhanced with exterior shades. You can get them in all kinds of colors. You can get them like really opaque or really sheer to we can see through them or not to go through that whole process. I like things that have remote controls. That'd be cool. I'm all for that. More remote controls. So we have that on there. Can I do that for my phone? Yes. That's the next step. I want the shades to go up and down. Using my I, want my, I want my budget blind shades app is what I want there. So now through the month of April, and get 25% off signature series exterior shades at Budget Blinds. You want to call them, you want to tell them you want those exterior shades, and you want to tell them that Nick and Jason sent you them. Go see them right on Main Street, downtown Lee Summit. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall with hosts Jason Norberry and Nick Parker. Catch us every Wednesday at linktoleesummit.com or subscribe to Lee Summit Town Hall on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app.